pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hello, and welcome to the Chance Encounters podcast. We've been running board game cafes around the UK for the past seven years now. From hen to family dues, from first dates to breakups, we've recommended the perfect game for every situation. But now we want a fresh challenge. Every episode, we'll be inviting a guest to put our board game knowledge to the test. They'll become armed with an abstract and absurd scenario, and it's up to us to figure out what that situation calls for and recommend something that will totally brighten up their gloom haven. <laughs> Whoever's recommendation our guest loves the most will score a point, and at the end of the series, one person will be crowned the Titan of Board Games. <gasps> Oh. I'm so glad, by the way, that I can still see Ben's eye roll when you make those uh, those jokes. <laughs> That's part of the fun. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't have it any other way. At some point over the series, you'll you'll dislodge an eyeball or something. I'm sure. What's the aim? <laughs> Get stuck oh, no. that way if you keep rolling them, and the wind changes. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Richard Scarsbrook. I own, run, founded Chance Encounters, so I've been there for all seven years now. And I have recently begun eating like a grown-up. I don't pick things off my food or request changes when ordering food. So I feel, you know, take away your turkey dinosaurs. I, I want the real turkey. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm Ben. I work with the Yogscast. I've been playing board games for hundreds of years and I'm a big old nerd. And I am a big food baby who will throw it on the floor if it's not what I want. <laughs> and our uh, guest host for this week is Russ. Hello, uh, my name's Russell. Um, I actually work at Chance Encounters and my role is uh, head of giving a damn about which way people store the boxes in the shelves. Um, I've been, would you, uh, would you like to clarify? Now, and it's the correct answer is... Horizontally. Uh, what's that? <laughs> Horizontally. Horizontally, yeah. Yeah, um, really? So they all crush the one at the bottom? No, because no, you've got to be clever with the way you stack. And obviously you're not just going to one huge tower of games. That's just that's just madness. But no, um, the, the, it just there's pros and cons to each as as a... I'm sure Rich will 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 know. I, uh, from running the I campaign, at home so. still store them oh. vertically. Actually, that depends on the box. Well, yeah. Oh, we, my God. <gasps> oh, yeah. We can we can see right now. I've got vertical, and and Paul oh. has got horizontal. We're already at war. Wow. I'm a maverick. I think we've already. Yeah. Um, no, Paul's on my side. Yeah, brilliant. Speaking of yeah. Paul, so our guest <laughs> this week is gaming rules fantastical Paul Grogan. Thank you very much for joining me. I'm, this this podcast is about storing your games horizontally or vertically. Is that is that 
what we're talking about because I have a lot to say on that topic. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I have a lot to say on it. We're yeah. going to talk about the big issues. So, uh, obviously, you saw them horizontal. You've got, is that in the back, the, the, the no too many bones? Yeah, that's the, the trough chest for too many bones. But yeah, horizontally all the way. Mm. Ironically, that's the only one that's stored uh, horizontally <laughs> in the rest of yeah. vertically. By the way around. <laughs> Sorry, wrong way around. Just no way I always knowing. get them mixed up. I always get them. Some people have a problem with the left and the right. I have like horizontal and vertical. I just can't. Just can't so what's been right. happening is you've been telling everybody in the cafe to store it vertically, and then why being like, "Why this? is everyone storing this the wrong way?" <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you very much for taking uh, the time out, Paul, to uh, come on Thanks this, this podcast. Um, I I hear you've. No worries. I, I hear you've got this a scenario to to, to pose yeah, for Yeah, so um, as I was saying to you, Rich, sort of uh, last week and the week before, I'm not really good at these improv things. I'm more of a, a rules person and a details person and specific. So I asked my patron supporters earlier on today for a few scenarios. Um, and we, I got, we got sort of two scenarios that I was going to choose from. I'm actually going to merge them together. And I might not tell you the full scenario when we start, <laughs> but as some of you may know, I'm getting married later this year. And... The, the the night before the wedding, we've got both sides of the families together um, and we need to pick a game that is going to be suitable for the night before a wedding for 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 different people of families, different age groups and, and, and everything else. Mm. There is a twist, but I'm not going to tell you the twist yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait till we've really got ourselves deep into some recommendations before we'll be like, oh, we're just thinking this. And you're like, actually, you can only play while hopping on one foot. Does that mean like we want to get it out of everyone's system? We need to have like a game about like interrupting and causing a a panic? Or does that just giving people ideas? Do we need to like... I mean, that's that's up to you. There's two ways of going on this, isn't there? You could actually just have a nice, peaceful game Mm. that allows everybody to get along and there's no trouble. Or play Game of Thrones and have people literally fall <laughs> out with each other and then be scowling at each other all the next day at the wedding. So that that's that's up to you to come up with some suggestions. Mm. So um, it sounds like you've got a fairly loose uh, scenario for us, which is great. Would you prefer for everyone to be all playing at the same time or could we have like multiple copies of these games? What sort of like groups would you like? Yeah. Like you said age range is yeah, I mean, quite the problem a long one, with big one. everybody playing the same game is I already know that that is going to limit us on game selection to what normally classes as a mm. as a party game with sort of you know eight mm. ten people so I'm, I'm more than happy if it is split into a couple of groups um if that if that widens the scope of uh, of the thing and obviously not everybody in the group will want to join in some people might not want to join in so you know it might just be that there's four or five people that go oh yeah go on then we'll we'll play a game and everybody else watches so is that so that's not a requirement then that everybody has to play no but a good spectator sport Mm -hmm. as a bonus yeah it's kind of funny because um i i've worked with uh chance for a couple years now and i've actually done with uh richard a wedding um, that hired out uh chance encounters to to bring a board game selection to the wedding so i feel like we've got uh mm-hmm. an unfair advantage oh, wow. maybe yeah wow yeah. i see how it's <laughs> oh well, well we'll find a guest and um oh the thing we did recently very good <laughs> to be fair it wasn't that recent it was it was last yeah, year so. right yeah yeah well, that, was that was that bringing games for an actual the wedding day 
Yeah. Okay. So everyone um, yeah. had the wedding. They basically had the like the breakfast, even though it's in. It's, it's at like night, three o'clock right? in the afternoon. Is the wedding about. breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Breakfast at night. And then everyone was like, "Hey, where's the board game?" So we had an entire. It was a beautiful location. It was like a mansion mm-hmm. house, and we had our own room. And they'd asked to play. Um, two rooms mm-hmm. and a boom in this particular case as well and just everyone got involved it was it was Choice. amazing obviously they had a core group of probably some board gamers but we brought a whole load of things and it was good to see everyone from young but that was a selection no That's this is one, one game and this game. is the night before mm. the wedding for people who are not necessarily mm. play many board games so it, this isn't this isn't like stag slash hendu either it, this nope. is this is just everyone's chill they've come for maybe some yep. cream teas mm. Having a nice, easy yeah. day before the. Before Do you want me to let wedding. you know the twist? So by all means, it's not oh, common yeah. knowledge, but yeah, um, Vicky's not actually from this world. So she's from a, a small planet <laughs> called Seti Alpha Five, just beyond the Mutara <laughs> Nebula. And and while she might appear human, she her parents uh, dropped her off on this planet uh, many years ago with the human appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, her parents are not actually humans whatsoever. They are aliens from another planet. Uh, and apart from dropping Vicky off here, uh, whose destiny it was obviously to meet me, um, they've not had any contact with the human race. Oh, oh my no. god. So this is actually more of a alien first contact situation about the kind of games that we might play <laughs> to show what kind of people we are. Just, just a little bit of a like twist. To just, represent all of mankind. I feel like you've deflected the <laughs> the dreaded first meet of the parents onto us. Now you're like, well, if the first meet of this alien species doesn't go well, it was on those guys who yeah, gave us the I've board just game realized, recommendation. I, I, I really hope that Vicky's parents don't actually listen to this podcast, because they might be slightly offended. <laughs> I hear their avid listeners. Do you think it's a metaphor? Hmm. <laughs> Okay, can, oh, they, wow. can they at least understand... It? Oh, is it, are we talking about a language uh, barrier like... Uh, let's say that the language is, is okay. They, the, there's, there's, a, there's not a language barrier okay. like in the arrival. We are able to, to communicate with them. Okay. And do they have uh, a Have they selected a bit? human form? <laughs> like, do they have fingers? It's funny you should do ask, because have... this is one of the things that I was thinking about this afternoon in the run-up to this. I thought, I know, but I'll, I'll say that they don't have arms. And then I thought... <laughs> They've got to have something. So let, let's say they've got four legs and no arms, but they can do things with their legs like like we can do things with arms. Mm. Okay. Oh, All okay. right. Oh, I was hoping for tentacles or telekinesis or something, but we can make legs work. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, interesting. This is uh, this is a tricky one because mm. um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. I had a, I had a suggestion right at the start, and I you've really thrown me off. Well, what that. was the suggestion? Uh, is, it, is it is it going to fit, or is it no? Well, I I, I don't want to give it away because okay. I might still just use it anyway if I can't think of anything else because uh, mm. it's the closest thing I've got to yeah. an answer in this. Um, so, uh, how many um, and how many of them are there, by the way? Because I don't know if we have a clarified how many people not that it hugely mm. matters because not everyone has to participate but are we talking like, like 20 or we're talking about uh, 500 no we're, we're talking probably six to eight people because it, it's just the two families meeting up the night before the wedding okay oh and uh, what a tournament mm. uh set up you're work. instantly launching these into a competitive mm. scenario between the new aliens that have just come down having the first meet ever and being like right well 
a good way to um, integrate people, though. You can put, like, half of the aliens mm-hmm. and half of the humans and swap the teams over. Ooh. So they force them to work together. That's you know, good. make make some unlikely Love partnerships. That. Yeah. How um, do we feel on that? Like, sometimes you do end up going, you know what, we th- we want to play this game of four, but there's eight of us. Let's form four teams, basically, of two. Does, does, mm. do you, have you, have you had well, any Well, I can give you my thoughts on that, because I've had m- multiple yeah. successes with that over the years. Mm. So, um, I mean, we, we could spend half an hour just talking about this, but I'll, I'll try and be brief. Um, Vicky, my partner, doesn't like competitive games. She doesn't really like the the competitive nature of games. So I remember going way, way, way back when, when Agricola came out, we would play Agricola, the solo mode, together. Mm-hmm. So it would be two people playing mm. a solo game. And since then, I've actually done that a lot. And I've streamed a number of videos on my channel where I've played a solo game with two people sat there next to each other and I don't think anybody else has done that and it's not a common thing because everybody thinks solo Mm. gaming is all just one player it doesn't have to be just one player yeah also I remember playing Mysterium once which is a maximum of seven people but we had eight but we wanted to play Mysterium Mm -hmm. so we came up with the idea that two people were actually the ghost and they would sit behind the screen and they would consult with each other and the game was so much better because Mysterium, that one person who sat behind the screen, having to make those decisions on their own without talking to anybody else can be a little bit stressful. So we've played Mysterium with two people playing the ghost and it was great. It worked really well. Uh, and a more recent game, a Spiel des Jahres winner, Pictures. Mm. Pictures is a maximum of five players. We've yeah. played it with ten. We played it with five teams of two. Now, this isn't in the rules whatsoever, but it was brilliant. It was a lot more of a party game, um, and yeah, it was basically the five-player game, but each each player was actually a team of two players. So I've had a huge amount of success with exceeding the player counts by having multiple people on a particular team together. Do you feel like you're trying to stress test games sometimes? Like, well, I wonder how many we could like raise. <laughs> this is the uh, the like... famous twenty-four player of code names where like, twelve of the people couldn't even see what was going on and just wandered off. <laughs> <laughs> I actually played um, Deception Murder in Hong Kong, which is a really, really good game, um, literally last night. And uh, one of the issues was because you have these small cards with the crucial kind of items on them. Um, when you're on, uh, when you're playing with like 10 players, as we did last night, and our table was sort of long and thin. Right. So like you couldn't even see people's cards at the other side. So that is a bit, mm, that is yeah. a concern when you're playing with uh, too many players, actually. Um, and... Uh, yeah, the other thing I was going to say is you, because I remember you, because um, I know Paul, um, for I've known Paul for a while, and uh, I remember you saying yeah. about the game Under Falling Skies, which I actually really like, yeah. and it was developed mm. as a solo game, and on mm. the yes. box it does say one plus because you suggested it as a game yeah. that could be played cooperatively as a team, like not having, mm. yeah, so I thought that was cool, mm. and obviously you've been doing this for a while, and now you've impacted the <laughs> industry with uh, <laughs> with such wild behavior. <laughs> Yeah, it makes perfect sense though. Really, any solo, any co-op yes. game or any solo game can be interchangeable effectively. As long as there's a game you're I playing feel... against, there's nothing to stop this you playing. This just cracks open time. so much more of the board game community. I, I never thought about this way. And now you're like, co-op and solo are basically the same thing. I'm like, holy moly, Like now I understand why everyone talks about this has yeah. to have a solo mode. Because I'm like... This is why. This is why people need it. And I get that because, you know, I, I do quite like competitive. My 
wife is famously anti-cooperative, so I I tend to be very <laughs> clear for, of the of the solo or co-op specifically in this guy. But now I'm just like, oh right, I so many people could benefit from this. Mm. Okay, mm. mind's blown. I've actually yeah, d- I actually don't um, think uh, there are some games certainly that don't work for. Um, for, for any game where you've got to manage multiple sort of hands, and especially games like, um, in my opinion, Frosthaven, um, because the idea for me personally of having to manage my own character and then another separate character just is like too much for, for me, um, mm. especially when what you do does I- impact yeah. the other person and sometimes prevents them or lets them do a move that they plan to do. So I don't think it works necessarily for all games, but mm. it yeah. does... Yeah, there's a lot of. Games and I'm with like, you yeah, on that, just... Russ. I when I'm playing any game, I need to be able to concentrate on what I'm doing. I'm friends with people that play Gloomhaven mm. four-handed mm. as a solo game, and they love it, and and they are able to deal with it. And I struggle mm. to just deal with one character and move in the right direction at the right time. So, yeah, for me, I I just need to be able mm. to concentrate on what what I'm doing. It's a crazy amount yeah. of like brain space you would need to not only logic out your own turns, but then to be like, I, I'm... It's like playing 3D chess in your head. Yeah. But then going yeah. into two more dimensions. <laughs> I don't know if you've <laughs> ever played it with, um, like, as you start with uh, so many cards and just that... Mm-hmm. Like, I struggle to come up with my own turn. Um, and I play uh, cooperatively <laughs> with um, with uh, my housemate and friend Ben. And um, we 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 take a, our time with that game, so I wouldn't even like to think if either of us were playing like yeah. on our own, it would take double as long as it does. And we're already <laughs> way past the average time it takes for people. So the worst thing is, and and just going back to something you said <laughs> earlier on, because you said about playing in teams, right? It doesn't anyone does anyone else have this thing? Because I just like dread the idea of playing a a competitive game in a team of people like i want to be responsible for my mm. own downfall thank you very much <laughs> i don't mind it um i think it depends that. on the group perhaps not i wouldn't play it with everyone mm-hmm. and as soon as we start getting up you know the six to eight i'm often like you know what there's just probably better mm-hmm. games unless they're like s- proper board gamers <laughs> normally what happens is the more people you have, the more diluted the experience ends up being, and therefore I... Yeah, I mean, certain games, you, it does feel like, yeah, if you've yeah. got ten players, you're just playing one-tenth of the game, mm. as opposed to if there's only been three or four, you'd have been playing, like, a, you know, a better proportion mm. of it. Mm. I do. I mean, I like the idea of the conversation, but I am, for all my faults, recovering AP addict, that is, analysis paralysis. <laughs> I, I spend a lot of time on my on my turns. I couldn't imagine what would happen if I was trying to have a discussion with someone else. I'd be like, mm. actually, what we need to do... I've mapped it out. Just <laughs> just hear me out. Look, let me get the matrix out, and then we'll I'll show you why my it's, it's proper, it's efficient. But in some way, you could actually like relinquish all of the responsibility and just be, hey, I'm actually just going to let you make all the decisions, and mm. I may just jump in if I feel like I can offer something. It might, it might help with my condition. <laughs> it actually might make it easier. You're right. <laughs> to be the passenger. It's exposure the therapy, game. really, isn't it? Someone just being like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I once read a, I think it was a Reddit post about someone who played uh, mm-hmm. four versions of Spirit Island together and played a 16-hand yeah. version of the game that took him two weeks. <laughs> and it just kind of blew my mind. Like, I've, I've played a two-handed <laughs> Spirit Island, which was quite a lot. 
um, oh just solo. But just what he he was literally just doing one turn in the evening, wow. and just working it out with hundreds and hundreds of miniatures going onto the board every day. Yeah, let's stress test that. Let's see if you can go up to like thirty-two. I think somebody so somebody has played a sixty-four player game of Spirit Island. It was done on tabletop simulator a couple of years ago. Uh, lots of people got together and, and played it. Yeah, I think mm. it's still going. Yeah, it's still going, though, right? <laughs> That's that's a lot. I I I I've said it. I think I've said it before, but I'm not a huge fan of Spirit Island. Well, it happens to be my number one yeah. favorite cooperative game, so yeah. I'll I'll just mark Russ down on my uh, on my friendship list. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure that he doesn't yeah, yeah, get yeah. the point. That's that's all you need to do. That's how, you can directly affect him today. Wait, I, I could like it if I win. <laughs> oh, I could learn to like it. On the basis it. that Paul has played, presumably, that you know a good fair share of cooperative games, mm. even ones that aren't necessarily mm. de- de- designed for it, I'm, I'm going to go with that's a pretty mm. weighty recommendation mm. for it. But that's not a game that I would suggest going back to the, uh, the, that, that the, the topic. That's, that's not going to be a suitable yeah. game for the, uh, the alien family arriving the night before the wedding. Yeah, <laughs> too heavy. Really, <laughs> Two boards it? of it. <laughs> so, so I mean, just going back to the to the scenario, um, is the the goal? It, like, what do you want? Because ultimately, this is your wedding day. Like, what's your what do you want out of this game? And is it your idea to to have this, or is it just like um, one of those? Yeah, it, it's more just wedding. something. Maybe maybe a short game that's not going to take up the whole evening, but to get over that initial icebreaker, you know, the two families meeting each other, have a bit of a chat. Right, let let's play a game, and then. And then move on. So maybe something that takes less than 45 minutes or no more than 45 minutes or something like that. That's going to be good mm-hmm. to introduce two families, one of them from an alien planet. How outgoing are these families? Um, do, you, do, you, do you tend to find yourself you know, and, and your family reserved? Do you think that they'd be kind of up for a bit of a laugh if they get placed in a slightly silly situation? Would that, would that go down well? So or would that we'll be a- say that my family... <laughs> Possibly not. The other family, who knows? We we, we okay. don't know. We don't know what to expect, really. Mm. All we know mm. is they've got no arms and four legs. Are we at <laughs> risk of any alien faux pas? <laughs> like, is, uh, is standing up and acting out charade style going to, like, greatly offend their nation and people? Ex- exactly. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, I mean... I'm starting to think of some interesting ones. I've no idea whether or not they would work, but <laughs> I've, I've, I've got a couple on the on the cuff. <laughs> ben has an actual library of games. Yeah, I'm looking for like, inspiration. Now. What, would I, what would I suggest to <laughs> save the humanity from insulting the aliens? So <laughs> yeah. not under falling skies, um, then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's a great game, though. I do like that. I um, yeah. I I I have to say, I I. I'm not really a solo... I do like solo games, but I don't really consider mm. myself a solo gamer because I just don't play them enough. But that game is one I'm really glad to have in my collection. I crack it out every now and then. It's just so easy to set up and and it's fun. No, uh, Falling Skies is one of my um, my parenting... most shameful parenting moments when I was playing games with my boy. And then we started playing that. And I, it was the first time I'd ever played it, so I was learning. And I got way too into it. And he said... Dad, I feel like I'm not playing this game anymore. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, yeah. I've just I've become that guy." Um, become the alpha like, gamer. 
<laughs> yeah, you had to dial it right back. It was I think that's quite nice. That, um, but I just got really really into that. it. That's pretty pretty great. I mean, most people <laughs> yeah. I would play with, they'd just be like, "I'm just never going to play mm. with that guy again." I, I'm just maybe maybe that's what's happened. <laughs> Is this like the first thing that the the, fam- uh, the families are going to do, yeah. or are you going to have? Uh, there'll probably be a meet and greet, and but only okay. only for a few minutes. So yeah, it'll pretty much be the first thing that they do. So it's it's. Yeah, a game that's going to give them a good impression, not just of obviously the family, but obviously as as the human race. So no pressure. No pressure. I mean, whatever we introduce them to, they're just going to be like this. This is the thing that humans do. This is this is what they're all well known for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have a similar they have this concern whenever I'm introduced to somebody who's brand new to the hobby, and you you must get this literally on a daily mm. basis. I don't, but occasionally it, it does happen. Somebody new will come to the games club or or I'll be introduced to somebody and they're completely new to the hobby and they've only ever played, you know, your Monopolies and your Cludos and everything else. Mm-hmm. And there's so much responsibility on, right, well, I need to pick a game that mm-hmm. they're going to enjoy, but because our hobby, where it is mm-hmm. now, this golden age that we've been in for the last five years and is going to continue... There's so many different games of so many different flavors and so many different options. That one game that you give to people the first time might make make them go away and think every single other game is like that. And obviously, running Mm. a board game cafe, Mm. I assume Mm. that you tend to lean towards the lighter, fun, easy-to-teach party games initially... But this person might be looking for a Great Western Trail. But you can't put Great Western Trail on the table to mm. somebody who's brand new to the hobby. I mean, a small percentage of people would go, oh, wow, that was fantastic, and, and love it and become a gamer. The majority of people would just be scared off when you're 45 minutes in and you're still explaining the rules. Mm. But you don't want to play a silly, fun party game and then them go away, say thanks very much, and then go, oh, God, that was awful. You know, and and them not actually get a good appreciation of what the mm. entire hobby is. Happened literally right. about a couple of hours ago. I had this exact same situation where they come in and I ask them what mm-hmm. games they've played because that's a good barometer of sort of where they are in the gaming um, hobby. And they came in and they said, you know, played Scrabble, Monopoly, uh, and I was like, okay, great, classic games. And again, um, you do your best. You you, do, you can sort of like ask them a few more questions, but. Um, there's no way you can please everybody so you can't just you know you have to go light yeah. and if they don't like that that's the risk you're willing to take you're not gonna as you said throw down a really heavy game on it so i brought them um a, a, a range of options um i feel like i should maybe say the games because i like I, I brought them geister splits because that's like my go-to mm-hmm. here's like a, a, a step in a different direction of a game you probably haven't played before yeah um, i brought them lost cities which is one of my favorite lighter two-player games but on the heavier end and yeah. i brought them on Atama as well because if they know chess that's like a kind of easy way to get them in but still um and, and i and i set them and i like they said oh they all sound really good so i left them on the table and i think they ended up playing geister splits right and then about sort of 30 minutes later i could see the the guy um of the couple come back to the library and clearly searching for something i was like oh yeah what are you looking for he's like scrabble and i was like oh yeah cool 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 you know (laughs) i was like did i do my job right did they did they play that game and then they were like yeah Yeah. this isn't for us and then they've gone back to Mm. something that they know or maybe they just decided actually we're in a cafe we want to just enjoy a game that we know um there's no way and i don't want to sort of like pry so 
um i just mm. left them yeah. to it um and i think they had a really good time but yeah it's so funny mm. how you you put a lot of pressure on yourself to to try and pick yeah. the right yeah. thing and i mean i remember i was in a situation once where some people had come up and they said oh we've we've played Catan," and straight away you you categorize them in a totally different ballpark to the i've played monopoly and scrabble which we hear all the time so the fact that they played Catan, i was like right you you are a step you know you know the game you know the hobby you know so i got out ones of something similar to that i think i got out like carcassonne ticket to ride splendor you know all of these sort of you know reasonably lightish gateway games mm. um and then the, the 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 other person who was helping me run it suggested cards against humanity and i just put my head in my hands and i just went <laughs> I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of that game. <laughs> it must be said. Well, it's the fact that they came in and said, "Oh yeah, we've played Catan." So I was trying to pick one of a similar thing to that, yeah. and what they came in with. Mm. Oh yeah, no, this is the game we always use on new people because it's a good introduction to the hobby. Yeah, I don't speak to that person anymore because personally, I I don't think it's a good introduction to the wow. hobby because I don't think it is representative. <laughs> of what the board no, gaming it's... hobby is it's got it it's got its place and it's got its time when that game mm. is fun with the right people but i don't think it's a game that should be played with brand new people so i'm i've been none of you were going to suggest cards against humanity as the pre pre pre-wedding family get together <laughs> strike that off <laughs> i mean it's really throwing you in at the deep end there isn't it sink or swim if that's how you're gonna like yeah. meet the family you might yeah it might be and tonight perfect, we're gonna play naked twister but it's like <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. we're either gonna become the closest family yeah. ever or we're never looking at each other in the eye again <laughs> i have to i have to check actually before uh, before we do the recommendations paul um is is this are you going to forego your own personal preferences and pick the game that you think is best for the scenario no. do we have to appeal no. somewhat to I, this, this is not going to be um my choice this is going to be the game that i think is going to be best for everybody else otherwise ben could just right. turn up with I'm that copy of star wars rebellion that i can see in the background and we'll play that <laughs> just screw it screw everybody else leave them at the bar <laughs> i'll just play that it's your wedding night. Yeah. Who cares yeah. if the aliens haven't seen star wars it's fine <laughs> it's just it's good enough they don't they don't need to have played it this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG, where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. All right, and with that, let's get on to some recommendations. Does anyone have anyone that they would would like to go first with? Mm. The one that they're feeling confident about? Well, I was gonna, 
I was going to say Cards Against Humanity, <laughs> but I need a second to think of a new one. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, it crossed all of those out. Yeah. Exploding <laughs> Kittens, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to be saying I, I'm not that confident about my choice for this one. I'm usually usually feeling pretty good about it but the one I had in my back pocket was one we have already suggested on a previous and I feel like you know new content you can double dip no I, I, I'm I'm not like uh, I'm not doing what you did <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, wow shots fired <laughs> oh cooled out it's a quality game it deserves it deserves to be recommended every week as far as I'm concerned <laughs> um, I'm 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 happy to go first. I, I'm I'm happy to go first, just even though I'm mm-hmm. not confident. I think we're all going to be the least confident we've ever been when recommending for an alien interlopers. Mm, yeah. So go for it. Well, yeah. what was your pick? Into family um, weddings. So it's a very... I just thought um, you want a game that's sort of like really simple. Um, I Just before I suggest it, I just want to clarify that they're okay with like language. So you can yeah. still teach them the game, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. So... Um, one of the games um, that I would actually, I want to check. Sorry, I've just had a last-minute change of um, of suggestion wow. because I want to check if I've done it before. Because I oh, think exciting. That, this just in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news: Russ has changed his no. <laughs> recommendation no. yet again. Oh, Let me interrupt this podcast. Okay, okay I can do it. <laughs> um, all right. So obviously, um, with a game uh, that you're introducing to people, I know that you said they're not too worried about them understanding it so rules wise yeah. I'm assuming we're good as long as we can sort of pass on the rules but one of the games I love introducing um, new people and it's as much of a spectator game as it is uh, a game that you can participate in um, is a game called Jam Sumo so this game I might have mentioned it on the podcast before but I don't think I've ever suggested it um, it's a physical, it's a wooden game so it's one of those really mm-hmm. nice um, uh, wooden created games um, with dice but it's a physical game it's not uh, necessarily strategic it's just flicking dice uh, onto this wooden board um, it's super simple this wooden board has four corners and on each of these corners is a little like raised platform and in the very center of this board is a small hole just enough to fit a dice in so there's two parts to the game the first is the jam part and then the second is the sumo part hence the name although whether how close that game that that represents each half is is dubious <laughs> but whatever um the jam part is you're trying to get all of your dice into that center hole so all you do on your turn is you either take a dice from your supply or you place you flick a dice that's already on the board and try and get it in the hole that's that's all you do um however the the game that that part of the round ends when any player's dice have all been sort of removed and then the rest of the players will count the number of pips on all of their dice remaining and that will be their negative score going into the second round and then the next part of the the round is the sumo so everyone takes all their dice back into their um uh, supply and then they'll line them up on the corner just in front of these little raised platforms on the corner and again, their goal um, is about flicking dice, but instead, this time, you want to try and keep all of your dice on the board. So getting them in the hole or flicking them okay. off is is the way to lose points, essentially. So it's really... Um, I hope I did a decent enough job of explaining the game there, but it's just a really light game. You show people... Basically, you show people what to do within like a minute or two. They kind of grasp the concept of the game. Um, but every time I've played it, it always gets a lot of laughs. 
Um, it's like people have so much fun playing it. And one of the reasons I like it um, is because the, the creator, the designer of this game, um, his name's Gavin Birnbaum. He's a really creative man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, he's a really creative man. He yep. actually doesn't play many board games. He, 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 in fact, he hardly plays board games. And his um, inspiration comes from when he was playing with his kids. And I think the design of um, a couple of his earliest designs came from when just like looking at his kids' toys on the floor of, of the playroom or whatever, and then came up with the game design. And not only that, but he hand, well, yeah. like he makes them himself in his shed, all of the games that he produces. So it's a very limited run of games. So, um, you know, he can't afford to have a bad game. Like, he can't, he can't just have a bad game. So, um, and this is the one that he keeps coming back with. I think he's done a, two reprints of this over, you know, his, his uh, game designer career. Um, he even did a five-player version of it um, with sort of modular. You can move where the stands are around the edge of the board. And it's in a circular design, not a square design. Um, but it's just had such a good success rate. Um, it does, as I, you know, as I mentioned, it does only... Um, you know, have limited players. The the original only has like a four player, but because the game's sort of fairly quick, you can um, easily right. sort of get a game finished in about fifteen minutes, which would allow for other people to join. And as I said, it's as much of a spectator game as it is um, a game that you enjoy uh, mm. playing, which I think is a factor mm. in this. I feel like it's a it's almost like a coffee yeah. table game where you kind of have it mm. out on display, and then people will be like. What's this? What's this game? Yeah. That looks very interesting. And they're yeah. like, oh, ho, ho, I've been waiting for someone to just <laughs> ask me that question. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I I think it's those. Uh, the the best bit is um, it comes in a really unassuming cardboard box, which does look a lot like a pizza box. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it, it, you wouldn't even think it's a board game unless it was sort of like out on display anyway. And it is one of those games that you could easily put on a. In, on display and people would be curious about it and I think that's a really good thing I think so. the other bit was mm. that the sumo, which is when you're trying to not be knocked off, I think it ends when one player is eliminated and then it's like a point, yeah, isn't so, it? At that point? Yeah, so I didn't, oh, yeah, I didn't okay. finish um, the rules, my bad uh, Yeah, so basically the second half of the game ends when any players um, all, all of their dice have been eliminated, so it becomes a sort of self- player balancing game because the player who does really well if you know sometimes there's only a couple of points in it but sometimes there's a clear lead and that means yeah. that everybody is now gunning for that player mm. which might not be good for you know bringing people together it's, it's um, unless great. it's against yeah. one other target um, but it is a sort of like interesting and the game is supposed to be right. played over like several sort of rounds um, and you add up your points. You can have like a an overall victor could be sort of taken down by people sort of targeting them. Um, but it's just I don't know. I just think this mm. is such a nice game. And he has a lot of other great games. Um, his his uh, he goes under the name Cubico. In case um, you are curious to look them up yourselves, so there's plenty of good ones. Excellent. Um, any questions? Do you want a question on this one first? Um, no, I mean yeah, something like that. I mean, I've played a couple of Gavin's games, and I've I've, I've met him a few times at various various things. Um, that one in particular sounds like it's definitely more of a fun activity because it has the physical nature to it, rather than just sitting there moving pieces around. So, in that mm -hmm. respect, it would be, I think, quite good mm -hmm. as a sort of first contact game for aliens to show we're actually having fun. It's not just we're going to move these pieces around and trying to score points and whoever wins, but we're actually doing a sort of 
fun activity kind of thing. And I think anything, um, mm. and it's the same thing when you're explaining mm. rules to people. When you're explaining rules to people, you can sit there and you can read the rule out or you can read the rule out whilst also moving the pieces on the table. And it's the fact that there is a there is a physical component to it as well as a verbal component that has more of an impact. So, yeah. Ben, did you, did you want to... Okay, yeah. Should we do mine? Um, so, I'm going to recommend um, a game called Fire in the Hole, which mm. is a, a pirate-themed game. But it comes okay. kind of like a child's uh, pop-up book. It's like a like a cardboard that you open out, and then the, the paper like pops up. And it's car- it's a pirate ship with some waves on the ocean, and inside the ship is a grid of of cardboard with I forget exactly how many something like twenty four holes. And um, it's your job. You have these little puffy puffball cannonballs of each player has a different coloured set, and you're trying to lob them into the pirate ship. Um, to score points but if you land on um someone else's pieces you take them out so you've got a lot of you're trying to control certain areas you're trying to block other people you're trying to knock other people out and you've also got some silly cards where you can have a big cardboard octopus in front of someone to like block their shot or you can um you can spin the ship around which sort of confuses people and like has the mast block their shot it's really quick fire super easy to understand game that's very colorful and very tactile and just um just a good like sort of fun game that doesn't take too much concentration and there's a nice icebreaker at the start of a games evening so it's a fully competitive game is it is everybody playing the game to try and win yes. themselves yeah i'm trying i can't remember exactly the rules now off the top of my head about how that works but um is it when one player's wiped out i think um or is it when, when you collect, uh, everyone's like thrown all their balls three or four connected um, yeah, so each pieces. That's it. It's kind okay. of like connect four yeah. you're trying you're... to like get a run and so other people are trying to block you while fill it because if you if you land on someone else's piece, you take theirs out and yours goes in instead. And you're just trying to get like a, a run okay. of your own colour while blocking other people's colours. Each you're, you're playing it in turns by playing a card and the card will tell you like what kind of cannons you're firing mm. essentially or what monsters you're summoning up. And that's how you kind of either throw in, everyone's throwing in at the same time. You're, you're throwing two this time or, like or not, yeah. you know, the Kraken's come mm. up. Yeah, <laughs> you got to do it with one one like hand over your eye or yeah. like all sorts of silly things to like just mix it up. So, in terms of introducing this game to an alien species as a as a sort of mm. way to show them what we do as humans, there would need to be a little bit of context involved in it because obviously pirates. The thing That's we true. all understand that. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But are, are the pirates the the good guys in the game, and you're fighting against monsters? Uh, well, you're just trying right. to land your shots onto okay. the, the boat. So I assume, I guess the pirates are the bad guys, and we're all trying to mm. defeat them together. Right. Okay. But whoever gets them the most is the winner. Wow, I did. I guess the theme's not super strong. It's more <laughs> yeah. it's kind of silliness. That's just about throwing little like, balls of uh, of like like connect three on a pirate ship. And now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait a second. That, that, it's really cool. <laughs> Now that I'm trying to explain it, it sounds a lot worse than it is. The one thing that I was concerned about is that there was going to be conflict between the players, but it sounds like there is a mutual enemy and Mm. everybody is trying to, you know, get attack that enemy as it as it were. And then it's just how well each person does. It's really whoever scores whoever connects three in a row first will win. Mm. So if one person looks like they're in a strong position, everyone will be trying to knock out their pieces Mm. so someone else can win. Okay. So it's definitely... I wouldn't want to sell it as co-op at all. But it's fast-paced enough that it kind of doesn't matter who wins. Mm. And even if you are behind, one good shot can put you right back in the lead again. It's like a very close... Mm. 
competitive game right. and um and it, and it plays very fast mm. did you have any questions about that one or, or have we answered the no, questions now no. yeah okay um so for my my recommendation i've kind of i've gone with a similar theme i think which is we're avoiding the strategy i think that's probably the, the wrong the wrong entry point for these new in-laws potentially of yours um, I think we are kind of icebreakers, kind of easier. The game I would recommend is going to be Cluster. So Cluster's quite a, a, an interesting game. There's essentially 24 magnets in the box and a piece of string. And the string is laid on the table to make a circle, a hoop, and then you just take it in turns by placing a, a magnet into the string circle that you've created. Um, you can make it harder, in theory, by reducing the size of this little little circle. Um, but what you're trying to do is get rid of your entire hand of magnets. If you place it down... Or foot. Sorry? Or, 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 or yeah. foot of <laughs> magnets. Yeah. And what will happen is, if you, if you place it down in such a fashion that some of the other magnets attracted to it, then then you have to pick those up and then you add it into your hand and then you carry on going. And it's this really interesting, Oof. quite like a bit of tension, but it doesn't really matter. The stakes are pretty low. You can play a game in under two minutes. You can make it very difficult. If there was eight of you and you wanted to play, just put, just use two boxes of it. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. Or you make it an interesting um, circumstance or whatever. So I think it's, it's really interesting. It goes down very well as a very light ice-breaking game. You can kind of get that on... I normally use it as like the first game we play when people sat down and then you're like, okay, stop, stop yeah. talking, stop chatting, stop asking people what, how you've been. Let's get onto the board games, right? And so I'll bring out a cluster. They'll be like, oh, cool, what's this? And then we're like, okay, we've played that. Oh, no, you want to play another one? Oh, no, okay, I guess we're playing a second game of this. <laughs> um, so uh, <laughs> any, any questions on that one? Did yeah, I, do I mean, it's enough? a game that I've heard of. So I've, I've actually heard of it and I've, okay. and I've seen it being played. I don't have it myself. What is it about the game that you think would be <sighs> suitable for, for the aliens? What is it specifically that you think, oh, yeah, this would be a good, a good way to show them what we do as humans to have fun? So it's uh, very visual. And I think the fact that as soon as you start engaging in it, most people are smiling they're kind of like oh, oh right. there's kind of like there's the, the tension as it slowly creeps around to your turn and you're like oh no there's there's fewer holes you've just taken the hole that i was gonna put put mine in now i have to find another area or i'm gonna have to pull the string slightly to try and change where the, <laughs> the hole is so i can maybe fit in my and so i guess the 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 what we're selling to the aliens is is having a good time and whoever mm. i bring cluster to out to they always have a great time so it is a bit of a, of a bonding experience i've definitely seen when people like instantly you're talking about it you're just like oh my god this is so tense or you're instantly yeah. communicating yeah. about the game that's going on at the time and that's kind of what we're uh, you know i i like when you're meeting people and you, you you know it's an instant connection with someone that you otherwise didn't have and then and that can really make the rest of the mm. evening very easy you know what else is kind of good about it is um the game is about building mm. up tension but it gets to a point where 
you know, the magnets sort of like snap together mm-hmm. and that is like a tension yeah. reliever. And you'd hope that that would transcend across any tensions Ooh. that were building up against like the two different families. Yeah. You know. Exactly. <laughs> That's really interesting. I'm yeah, a friendly I'm a friendly gamer. I I I I like to just make sure everyone's getting the full mm. <laughs> full Sounds experience. Like it, yeah, would trans transcend mm. language and culture. I mean, it would also be cool if they didn't have magnets or magnetism on their planet because they'd be thinking it was, yeah, like was some say, magical think... forces at work. Yes. Or maybe they're metallic. Oh yeah, that might be a problem. We didn't establish oh, that. Oh, here's the game for us. Oh, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> How do you put yeah. this down? It's going to destroy their space oh, pacemakers no. yeah. and then just drop down dead. Oh, oh, <laughs> Warning labels on these boxes. Yeah. Ah. Um, so there you go. Have you got any last questions for any of those three no, I mean, recommendations? <sighs> Do you, does well, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember what Russie's was now because I've heard two other ideas since and I've forgotten all about Russie's. No, it was the dice. That was it. <laughs> Jam sumo. Jam sumo. So, <laughs> yeah. Jam and, sumo. And I'm coming at this from a, I think a game without direct conflict between the players would be a good thing, um, because otherwise you might get somebody who is mm. a little bit of, of, offended by things. And I think the I think the cluster mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. There isn't really that. There's there's no direct confrontation or direct moves that you can make against somebody else. You know, if you put a, a magnet in a big wide open space, you're putting it there because you think that's a safe space. You're not putting it there to hurt anybody else. Indirectly, you've made it harder for everybody else, but you know that that wasn't your intention. Um, the fire in the hole sounds fun. It sounds like the game that I need to probably try myself at some point. <laughs> It does sound quite a lot of fun, mm. but I'd be concerned by that, especially if people are potentially deliberately making moves to knock other people out, if that's something that they can do in the game. Um, mm-hmm. And a similar concern with the, with the Jam Sumo as mm-hmm. well, uh, in that if one player is doing well and getting ahead and you know scoring well, that everybody else kangs, kind of gangs up on them, which as gamers, we all know well that's what we need to do because this person's winning so we all need to you know work against them because otherwise they'll just win and we we understand that but for anybody new that could potentially cause a bit of trouble or cause somebody to get upset kind of thing um so i'm leaning towards cluster just because i think it might be the safest one to avoid any potential people getting uh, getting upset do you know what? I wouldn't blame you. Fair that play. sounds like the but right pick to me. I'm going to kick myself because that was what I was just going Seriously? to pick before I swerved <gasps> towards Jamsumo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. I genuinely was going to pick Cluster. I'm, I'm, I'm devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I thought, actually, the reason I didn't pick it was because I, we didn't really talk about the aliens um, like and anything about them. And I was like, I don't know if it'd be too simple <laughs> or maybe the fact that maybe like picking like this very it's kind of yeah maybe more about the too simple um aspect of the game but hey that's that's as as much of its strength as as Mm. it is um so did did you have a backup then if if russ was gonna pick cluster uh i had a couple because we have um similar games that are um just kind of easy to pick up visually interesting 
I think it would have run. So this, this one of my second one games would have been yep. uh, Crocodile, but I think that runs into potentially mm. the same issue that you're sort of saying. It's it's not direct uh, competition in the same way as maybe Fire in the Hole might have been. However, um, it's slightly less indirect than it would have been yeah. for Cluster. But it's all kind of trying to get into that into that zone. But you are trying to hit somebody mm. else's mm. kind of puck. So that, that's, it's like, like a big circular wooden board game that looks absolutely wonderful. We have one in every mm. cafe because mm. they are as much art pieces as they are great games. Um, mm-hmm. But we that that was one of them. I'm I'm glad I've gone with cluster based on on your <laughs> on your reasoning behind it. In in terms of the game suiting the needs, do you feel like? cluster suits your need or is it just the best no, of a no i think it, i think it does because it, it it will show the these outsiders that here's something fun and the bit that i liked about it is that we talked about the fact that not everybody would play it but there would be some spectators and mm. i can just as i say i've not played it but i have seen it being played mm. is that moment where you're putting something down and the everybody's going Ooh, and then yeah. it, you know it snaps together and it's like oh kind of thing that I think will show mm-hmm. to an alien race. Here's what we're doing, and they can see that it's mm-hmm. fun, and they can see that everybody b- builds up and then laughs about it. Of course, they might look at us with their four legs, thinking, "Who are these strange humans? Why are they? Why are they? You know, <laughs> getting excited about this?" Um, but I think it it does yeah. have that element to it that I think it would be quite entertaining and and good fun. Well, excellent. So this week's point Yay. goes to me. I guess. Bravo. Hooray! Hooray! Well done. <laughs> there's been there's been few points going my way, so I'll take that as a great victory for me. But uh, I guess with that, thank you so much for coming on, Paul. Um, where can people find mm. you? Obviously, you've got the great gaming rules yep. YouTube channel. Is it- that's that's pretty much uh, the the main mm. place for stuff. I, I am uh, I do have a gaming rules um, page on Facebook. Uh, which I use. Um, that's pretty much the only social media that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, I left Twitter for various reasons, and I've, I, I, I could not get used to Instagram. I couldn't get it working properly, um, and I still don't really understand what TikTok is. Um, but that's probably an age thing. <laughs> so yeah, so I've got a, I've got a gaming rules on Facebook page, but the main thing is the YouTube channel, and I do uh, a wide variety of videos ranging from, mm. um, you know, professionally created tutorial videos that take me anywhere from. 30 to 70 hours to create although the Frosthaven one took about 110 um right through to videos where i will just you know have random discussions about things and we did one a couple of weeks ago where um i've had a game on my shelf for over two and a half years ginkgopolis people have been telling me for the last five or six years this game is absolutely fantastic and like many many games there's just not enough time to cover them all I got a copy of Ginkopolis about two and a half years ago and it's been sat there and never played it. So a few weeks ago, we did a live stream on the channel one Friday night where we went live, we said hello to the audience and then we unboxed the game. We punched out the components and we learned the rules and then we played the game all all live. So it was obviously very rough, um, but it just shows the different types of videos that I do. The funny thing was, because I made a point of saying, nope, we're not going to open the box until the actual video starts, uh, I didn't realise that I had a French copy of the game. So we so we, oh, no. we took out the French rule book, <laughs> oh, no. um, and then we looked through the box, and we realised there was no English rules, and then we turned the box over, and the back of it's in French, at which point I remembered the publisher said, 
we've only got a French version of the game to send you. Is that okay? And this was all going out live, and it was fantastic. So while we were going out live, I disappeared out the room, printed off the English rule book, came back, and it was great. But of course, the reason I'm sort of mentioning this is that I'm known for my tutorial videos of being, you know, really well done, really scripted, really well. So people go to my channel looking for tutorial videos and might go, oh, he's done a video on King Copies, I'll watch this. Well edited. And then go, wait a minute. Who is this guy? What's this nonsense? <laughs> so yeah, if you do go to my channel, there is there is a wide variety of videos. Some of them are paid for by publishers. Some of them are ones that we just do for fun. And the ones that we just do for fun tend to be a bit more rough, should we say. <laughs> it could be really funny if there's people out there that have just like never seen your channel before, but it's popped up in the algorithm. They've clicked through. Yeah. They've gone, oh, who's this uh, gaming rules chap? <laughs> they've looked at the skin cop bless him be like yeah exactly Grogan, I mean, he's a terrible teacher no exactly exactly so know like, this, is, this is one of the downsides that i i've got now a few people over the years have told me that uh, i should just keep my channel for the for the instructional videos that are well done because then that's the brand but mm. that's not me i just want to do my channel and i want to do the different things on the channel and that's mm. why there's a there's a wide variety of content on there so um yeah, just don't judge me if you go and watch a video really? of uh, of us opening the box and finding that there's no rule book in it. <laughs> it was quite funny. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank okay. you so much uh, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I can appreciate you've been very busy, and I, I, I hear you've got a stream even just later today. So, thank you very much for carving out the time. Yep, yeah. Part three of the thank you. Part three of the Arkham Horror card game, which I'm uh, currently playing through the Edge, Edge of the Earth campaign, uh, which is fantastic. So yeah, I'll be setting that up ready for ready for tonight. Cool. Well, yeah. Thank you very much. And uh, Ben, where can everyone find us? Oh, we haven't actually. We don't know the new <laughs> channel yet. The new channel URL hasn't been fixed, okay. so I can't say that. <laughs> but I can say, um, please subscribe to us on YouTube and download us wherever you get your podcasts <laughs> and <laughs> non-specific until the new channel sorted out <laughs> sorry <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast 